Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter. I'm your other host, Phoenix. And today we're reviewing the 1998 movie Wedding Singer. Robbie Hart is an extremely talented wedding singer who, ironically, is left standing at the altar on his own wedding day. Convinced by his friends to go back to work, Robbie befriends Julie Sullivan, a waitress... Julia Sullivan, a waitress who works at the reception hall where he sings and who is about to marry a cheating skunk. As Robbie helps Julia plan for her wedding, they begin to fall for each other, and Robbie realizes that if either of them are never going to be happy, he's going to have to pull off one heck of a show. All right, let's get it. Okay, well, that was one heck of a plot summary. That that basically told us the entire movie. Um, real quick, though, it's been a little over two weeks since we released an episode. Uh, we've, you know, a few things have gone on uh, since then. Phoenix has completed his eighth grade year, um, so congrats, congrats on that. Um, and you got your report card back. Yep. Yeah, we got uh, seven A's and, uh, and a B plus. So. Uh, I think that warrants a high five. There you go. Right, down low. Right, too slow. <laughs> yeah, okay. for that one. Yeah, that's the oldest trick of the book. We just watch Spaceballs, too. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, also recently, uh, I watched 22 Jump Street. Um, I went by myself. So I thought about doing a separate podcast uh, and kind of giving my review on that. But... I felt that it would be better if I had someone with me to kind of play off of, so so I didn't do that. Um, so I don't really plan on doing a lot here, but I would kind of, I just want to throw out like uh, my opinions on the movie, um, kind of a super mini review, um, but 22 Jump Street, you, you have to like 21 Jump Street in order to like 22 Jump Street. In the movie, uh, obviously the first one is very self-aware. Uh, you know, when they revive the the 21 uh, Jump Street project, um, the chief, he made references that um, that it, it, it's something that they're bringing back. They don't know if it's going to work. So it's, compl- you know, it's totally meta, right? So it's, it's being self-aware, saying that they don't know if the movie's going to work. So 22, it... it Basically, it's the same formula. They change a few things, but I think it's a lot funnier. Um, uh, Channing Tatum, not a big fan of his, com- you know, quote unquote comedy, uh, but I think he does pretty good with what he's got here. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, in the story, they give him another BFF, so he's got to compete. Uh, this other guy's got to him and Jonah Hill kind of compete for Channing Tatum's friendship here. But Ice Cube, I think, is even funnier in this movie. And every scene he's in, I think he totally steals it. So, um, if anyone's seen This Is The End, that movie is kind of a mild recommend for me. Uh, The movie, for me, falls apart in the second half. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, really. But uh, in the second half... This, the movie kind of changes. It kind of goes in a different direction. But the first half of the movie, I really enjoy. Um, that movie, I probably would give that three and three quarters. So almost a four. Uh, 22 Jump Street. Well, 21 Jump Street, I would give a solid four. Uh, I think it's really funny. Um, pretty well written. 
but it's it is what it is so 22 jump street i'm going to give that four and a quarter so that's kind of your barometer there uh for you know if you like this is the end if you didn't like any of those then don't watch 22 jump street uh so i just wanted to throw that out but phoenix recently we also watched um a couple movies really uh some uh it's a french movie or series i guess you can call it it's you know part one and two um there's a movie that uh, it, it came out not too long ago called Brick Mansions. Uh, I don't know if it's Mansions or Mansion, but anyway, it stars Paul Walker and uh, was it David Bell? I think it was. Um, so it is actually an American remake of the District B13 movies, uh, which they David Bell. Um, is kind of known for parkour. Uh, I don't know if he introduced it to the world, but he is one of the um, earlier guys that kind of, you know, made it popular. Um, so, Phoenix's birthday is coming up very, very soon. Um, in what, in another week and a half or so? Um, mm-hmm. So, my wife and I, his stepmom, we kind of gave him an early birthday surprise. Um, uh, by enrolling him into uh, beginner's parkour uh, starting here in July. So he's not too familiar with it. I think he has an idea of what it is. But anyway, so so I got these movies, you know, to show you uh, what parkour is like, you know, to give you an idea of it. Did you have any thoughts on those two movies, one and two? I really like them. Okay, that's very good. Uh, the first movie... I, you know, I remember liking both of them, uh, and it's been a while since I've seen them. You know, uh, the first one I thought was pretty good. It's pretty solid. Um, it's if anyone's seen the new Dread, or even uh, the Indonesian martial arts flick uh, Raid Redemption. Brick Mansion is kind of like that, where it's kind of based in one main area, really. Uh, but that. The first one I really like, and they they have some parkour and some martial arts with this uh, other other fella I don't know, um, but the first one was pretty good. The second one I think they kind of got away from the parkour stuff a little bit. It was a little bit more martial arts and a little bit more of a crime uh, crime action movie. So it wasn't even anything like the first one. Um, but if I wanted to give a rating, I think I would give. Uh, the second one, which is called what, what is it called B thirteen Ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Or D thirteen Ultimatum, I think something Ultimatum. Uh, again, it's a it's you know they're a French movie, so it's foreign. So um, you can if you should you choose to watch it, and if you if you don't like reading subtitles, you can put it on dub. Um, I don't have a problem reading it, but uh, okay. So it's District B thirteen, which is the first one, came out in '04. Then the second one is District 13 uh, Ultimatum came out in 09. So um, they're both pretty good, but again, the second one is a little bit more of action, um, uh, crime, well, it says crime action here, but um, not so much of the parkour stuff if that's what you're looking for. I would say just watch the first one, uh, which is, it has some of it, but it didn't showcase it as much as I thought it did. Uh, but the first one I would give mm, maybe like a three and a half, and then the second one uh, I would give it a three. It's not a bad movie by any means. It's just uh, it wasn't what I remembered, and for what uh, the reason we watched it, I wanted to showcase you know parkour for Phoenix. It it, it wasn't that, so so I, I felt a little 
kind of like, oh, well, this this wasn't what I wanted to show you, kind of thing. But um, did you have anything else before we really get into it? Nope. Okay, so uh, yeah, again, we are reviewing uh, Wedding Singer, 1998 Adam Sandler movie. You sure uh, we're talking about parkour and French foreign movies? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, you know, some uh, some people they they do like news and what what have you. But again, it's been like two weeks since we've um, been on here, so I just you know wanted to give that little extra. But uh, yeah, the movie 1998. It's uh, PG-13, directed by Frank uh, Karachi. Uh, I'm not sure how you say Karasi. Uh, stars Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, Christine Taylor, and Alan Covert. Covert. Cover, pick one. Anyway, uh, it is PG-13 again, and uh, the parental guide. Um, there is no nudity, so really the PG-13 is really for the profanity. There's uh, one um, use of the F word, a few crap words, BS, holy crap. Um, the B word is used, um, a hole. So. Typical PG-13 movie, I'd say. There is also, however, a, a little fight scene between two characters in the movie, but I won't say anything there. Yeah, that, that's, that's that brief uh, violence. Uh, <laughs> you can hardly call it violence, really. Um, let's see. Okay, so uh, the film starts out at a wedding, and it's 1985. We see Robbie Hart, that is the main character, played by Adam Sandler, um, and he's a wedding singer. Uh, he's singing the song, you, you Spin Me Around. What do you think of, uh, you obviously know Adam Sandler, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. Um, you, you've probably seen a lot of his movies. This particular movie, Wedding Singer, is uh, one of my favorites. I know a lot of people like Happy Gilmore, uh, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, but they're fine. But I really uh, like Wedding Singer and... Fifty First Dates. Uh, coincidentally, both star Drew Barrymore and uh, Adam Sandler. But um, these are pretty interchangeable, really, the, the two movies. But I, I think those are his stronger ones for me. Um, but where did you... What do you associate Adam Sandler with? I have to associate him with maybe the newer or, movies, like Grown Ups or yeah. Hotel Transylvania. Mm -hmm. And the horror that is Jack and Jill... Yeah, no, that, that's not a good movie there. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. So so he's singing the song at a wedding, and one of his bandmates looks like an artist named Boy George that was uh, very popular from the 80s. He was part of the, uh, the band Culture Club. So I don't think this is Boy George. I think he's just based on the character because um, in the movie, they... He's given a last name, too. I forget the last name. Um, but, um, yeah, he still goes by George. Now, you're obviously not familiar with Boy George. No. Okay, so Culture Club, um, the song which uh, this character, George, even sings, um, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Well, that was a popular song of Culture Club, and it, that came out in, like, 82. So um, this uh, character, he... He is played by Alexis Arquette. Does that name ring a bell at all? No, not at all. Okay, the Arquettes are um, brothers and sisters who are also actors and actresses. You probably know David Arquette the most. Yes. Scream. Yes. So um, Alexis Arquette is actually a transgender 
who was born as Robert Arquette. Okay, so he is now a woman. Um, so that was, I didn't even know that, um, I, but I found that out while looking it up. But Boy George, the the artist, he actually, um, I think it took a while, but he eventually came out. And um, it was kind of known that he had a uh, romantic relationship with like one of his bandmates too. So, so kind of a kind of a trivia there but uh everyone seems to be having a good time uh what do you think about this wedding scene mm, i thought that everyone just looked really happy okay like you said right um so after the song um robbie calls up the best man and this is probably one of my favorite scenes here but he calls up the best man and it's steve buscemi um are you familiar with this character or actor Yes, uh, he was in Spy Kids, I think, and uh, in a lot of other movies that I've seen, because you know he, his voice, it really just stands out. Everything yeah. I see in, and his face stands out quite yeah, a bit too. Definitely, you, you definitely. Can't, you can't, uh, <laughs> you can't disguise that face there. But uh, he, he's a kind of a, a weasel-looking guy. But uh, you know, he's a very good actor. He's funny, and he can play it serious too. Um, but him, uh, he uh, makes. Uh, Adam Sandler likes to put him in small roles in a lot of his movies. Um, so Steve Buscemi, he's the best man. He he is, I don't know if he's the older brother of the groom, but so he comes out and he's kind of drunk. This is probably my favorite scene in the movie. Um, well, actually, you know what? I, I, think, I think I'm just going to play a clip. So here. My brother, Harold, asked me to be the best man at his wedding. I was like, oh, of course, man. Because you've always been there for me. Like when I was in rehab. And uh, like the time I couldn't find my car. Because <laughs> Harold, you know, he's always been the dependable one. And I've always been the screwed up one. Right, Dad? <laughs> Why can't you be more like your brother? Uh, Harold would never beat up his landlord. <laughs> <coughs> but, uh, little newsflash, Pop. <laughs> Harold ain't so perfect. Remember that time in Puerto Rico when we picked up those two, uh... Well, I guess they were prostitutes, but I don't remember paying. Okay, how about that? <laughs> how about that? Yeah, how about Terrific. Huh? I'm a person, too, Pop, goddammit. I'm a person, too. You're a moron. <laughs> okay. The best man, everybody. Best man, the better man. <laughs> uh, hey, we've all done crazy things in our lives. So. <laughs> He's playing the guitar now, isn't that great? Hey. <laughs> He's doing good. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. It's because I'm the best guitar player in the world. Yeah, <laughs> self-taught, no lessons. Thank you very much, Pop. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Again, it's it's one of one of my favorite scenes. One of probably the most um, uh, funniest scenes in here. Uh, so he gets cut off. Yeah, he gets cut off, and then uh, George sings, "Do you really want to hurt me?" And uh, so, so Steve Buscemi uh, is like off to the stage, and 
Uh, he's getting into the music, right? He's kind of moving and grooving, and then he's like, ooh, I like her. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty funny. And then we get an introduction of Sammy, um, Holly, and Julia. Holly and Julia are actually cousins, but um, uh, Robbie is standing next to Sammy, and Sammy's kind of like, you know, showing Robbie, like, oh, that's uh, that's Julia's cousin, you know, she just started here, and, uh, he, you know, he makes a, a couple of comments towards her that, you know, he's gonna, you know, do this and give her that, uh, which that's gonna kind of come back up again later on, but uh, what are your thoughts on, on the, the friend Sammy, uh, Julia, who's Drew Barrymore, and, and Holly? Uh, I like Sammy, uh, I lost my train of thought. Okay. Yeah, I think Sammy's a pretty funny guy. He is, uh, again, his name is um, Alan. Alan, yeah. The, Alan, Alan Covert. Covert. Yeah, let's, let's go with Covert. And, um, but, uh, yeah, he is in a lot of Adam Sandler movies as well. So another guy that uh, um, Sandler likes to, to use. Um, but uh, Drew Barrymore, you, you, I know you know who she is, but mm-hmm. are you? Um, can you think of any movies? Well, she had that little cameo in Scream. <laughs> she had the opening scene in Scream. Oh, E.T. E.T. Well, that's that's what a lot of people knew her from in uh, early on. And uh, so she was a child uh, child star. And she had a, a period where she did a lot of movies that weren't so good. And I want to say Scream might have kind of brought her back a little bit. Or that, that was probably about the time. So we meet them. And then Julia and Robbie meet outside. Uh, Robbie is with a kid who apparently is drunk. Uh, or he's throwing up because he had been drinking, you know, I think it was a, a spike punch. Um, but so so they meet there and she knows who he is. Um, she tells him that she's going to be waitressing at his wedding next week. Um, so they start talking, getting to know each other a little bit. And uh, Robbie notices that she is engaged. And so he kind of asks uh, her about like her wedding, and she is uh, kind of unsure about about Glenn a little bit. I mean, there's some um, uh, hesitation there, and I, I, I guess he, Robbie asked her like what when the date is, and she doesn't have a date because they haven't really set one yet. Um, so they make a little bet, or not bet, but they make a deal that um, she asks him. The, uh, to to be the wedding singer at their wedding, and he says that uh, once they have a date date set, that that he would do it. So uh, they make a deal. But uh, Sammy comes out from inside and is like, "Hey, Rafi, you need to get back inside because the crowd's getting a little, uh, you know, getting a little antsy. Apparently, George been singing. Do you really want to hurt hurt me like for the third time?" Um, so the next scene, uh, Robbie is giving singing lessons to an old lady named Rosie. Um, she is practicing a song for her 50th anniversary coming up. Um, and she asks him, uh, if he's nervous, uh, about the wedding and she kind of questions his virginity. She still thinks that he hasn't been, (laughs) been with a woman yet. Um, and she starts talking about herself and she said she's been with, uh, she, she had been with eight men, um, prior to her marriage, which is like 200 now. 
Um, so, and how does she pay him uh, for for the singing? Swedish meatballs. Yeah, Swedish uh, meatballs. So it's funny because uh, Robbie's trying to leave, and she's like, "Well, nonsense, you know. Here, let me let me give these to you." And she didn't have like anything to put them in, so she just scoops them into his into his hand. Um, so that was pretty funny, and you know, uh, Robbie just like uh, he tastes them like right there too. He's like these are good. <laughs> um, so the next scene, uh, Julia and her mom they pull up to in front of Robbie's wedding, and they have a brief talk about her and Glenn's wedding. Um, that's pretty, it's pretty sh- short conversation there, and then we uh, we see Robbie. He's uh, standing at the altar, and the violins are playing Don't Stop Believing. And obviously, you know that song. Of course. Uh, it's, it's been covered everywhere in every movie and TV show now. Uh, so there's a little bit of worry uh, amongst the, the guests. Uh, and apparently, Linda, who is Robbie's fiance, she is running a little late. Uh, there's a guy standing with Robbie too, and he kind of, he, he asks Robbie, he's like, you know, you, you sure she's going to come or, uh, something to that effect. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, she'll be here. Um, so his sister, uh, you know, comes out and she goes to him and she has some news, uh, about Linda. And he, she mentions that, uh, Linda had left a note for Robbie and uh, saying that she wasn't coming, basically. Um, so, so yeah, bad news for, for Robbie. Um, what, did you have any thoughts on, on this here? No, it's just kind of funny to me because someone made a uh, comment. I forget who it was. I think it was Sam or George. Uh, he or she said, oh, she's dead. So, so, so something like that, that, that just kind of made me laugh right there. So it kind of killed the mood. Okay. Um, and then so, so Robbie excuses himself and he goes to, um, I guess, what appears to be like a storage room. And he starts flipping out. You know, he's like looking in the mirror and then he, um, and then it kind of cuts. And then you hear, uh, you know, like chairs being thrown. And so, so the crowd, they can, the, the audience, not audience, the guests, they hear this. George is like sitting in front row. He's crying. He's like, uh, she's not coming. <laughs> um, and then, and then the next scene, they're at his sister's house. Uh, he lives there. Uh, there is a, um, like a room built for him, like attached to the house or whatever. It's the basement. Uh, it's the basement, but, um, the, the entrance is, is upstairs. I mean, oh, uh, cause, cause later on when Sammy comes to visit him, he goes to the side door, which is on the other side of the house. And then you see the address and it's, I forget, you know, the, the address, but it's like, you know, for example, 1985 a, you, you know what I mean? Mm. So to, to let us know that there's a separate address. So it, it just leads to the basement, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, he is, uh, so he's sitting in the, in the kitchen and, um, hold on, I think I missed, uh, nope. Yeah. He, so he's sitting in the kitchen with Sammy and his brother-in-law and the nephews are running around the house and one of them has got like a Freddy Krueger mask on and, um, on, on the TV is a music video, Billy Idol's White Wedding. And you probably don't know Billy Idol, right? Only from this movie. Was he uh, the founder of American Idol? No. <laughs> no, that's just his name. Oh. Um, um, but yeah, so Billy Idol's White Wedding is on. And the wedding cake is still there. Did you notice anything about the wedding cake? It was Missing a Bride. Yeah, Missing a Bride. 
the cake's missing a bride, and then it, it shows Robbie sitting at the table, you know, Sammy's talking to him or whoever's talking to him, and then the little boy in the Freddy Krueger mask and glove comes up. He he has a picture, or I forget what it was, but he had, he had a picture of something, and it said, like, Linda is beep, and then... Yeah, and I think I think Sammy says something too that actually upsets Robbie. So he he walks outside, and um, so now he's sitting on the porch, and then Linda shows up, mm-hmm. and then she talks about how um, you know he's not the Robbie that she hooked up with. Uh, you know that he's changed and he needs to be part of a rock band, but now he's a wedding singer. Uh, which she thinks is, you know, obviously a step down. And uh, so I, I think, what, they've been together for like six years or something, and she just felt like um, it's not going where she wants it to go. So she's being completely shallow right here. Um, and she just doesn't think that she's ever going to leave their hometown. Um, and then the next scene, we meet Glenn. Uh, he surprises her with tickets to Las Vegas. And he says that uh, he doesn't want, like, you know, freeloaders at the wedding that, um, you know, people he didn't know. Because otherwise, they might as well do it in Vegas, right? So, um, you know, she kind of starts to pout, and, and he he, get, he gives in and says that they can get married there. Oh, you missed the part where little boy comes up to her and says, Linda, you're... <laughs> yeah. Um... And then Adam Sandler brings up that he could be... I forgot what that word was. Yeah, no, I, I just left that part out. I just didn't go into details about that scene. Okay. Um, but they're back at the sister's house, and uh, Sammy shows up to cheer up Robbie. So this is where I was talking about, you know, where, where we get to see the door. And, oh, okay. Um, but so, uh, so he goes downstairs, and he hops into bed uh, with Robbie. You know, Robbie's, like, sleeping or... Um, I think he's just out of it, really, just laying in bed. And, uh, so Sammy tells him that he needs to get back to work. Um, and they, they have a little talk, but, uh, you know, it's not a very long scene. But it cuts to another wedding at the same venue. Uh, so Sammy, you know, convinced him to, to go back to work. And so in this in this wedding, there's a lot of red. Um it's probably a theme, uh, but I wonder if it was like an artistic use of color to emit his emotions, you know, of ang- uh, to show how angry and frustrated he is. Uh, but he's being a real jerk over the mic. Uh, he's singing, and like the way he's singing um, is not even—he's not even giving it all, right? Giving mm-hmm. his all. Not at all. Yeah, he's singing the song "Celebrate," and it sounds like he's. His uh, demeanor is the complete opposite of celebrating. You know, he's mourning, really. Um, but uh, so he starts. Uh, so he starts to kind of babble on a little bit after his singing, and who I assume to be the father of bride starts making some comments, and they kind of you know uh, go back and forth a little bit. Um, but uh, so Robbie, he's on the mic, and he's talking about. You know, um, not gonna find love, and and he starts naming some of the people that won't find any love. And there's like this heavy, heavy guy just sitting, you know, by himself eating, and uh, there's this old lady with sideburns, and uh, the mutants at table nine. Um, at one point, he threatens to strangle like the father of the bride too with the cord. Uh, you know, if there's any more interruptions during his speech, um, but he breaks out into a song uh, called "Love Stinks." 
uh, which I kind of like his rendition, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, uh, during the song, the father bride, uh, you know, catches him from behind and like, uh, you know, punches him in the face and then the fight breaks out. And then we cut, uh, to the back dock again, where we last saw Julia and Robbie together. But Julia's out there. She's standing on the dock and she's kind of looking around trying to find him. And she kind of, um, approaches, uh, with caution, you know, to the... Uh, to the dumpster and there's Robbie laying in the dumpster and so she finds him in the trash and they have a little talk and she's pretty much trying to talk him back up you know at this point he's completely down and out right and doesn't really care about anything um, and she tries to she tells him that uh, her and Glenn has set a wedding date and, um, so, you know, trying to keep him to, to his, uh, to the deal that they made. And she invites him and, uh, Sammy to an engagement party. Um, so, we got a little quick scene here, again, back at his sister's house. And she's just like, hey, you know, are you going to go to that engagement party? And, um, so we're at the engagement party, and we see Glenn. Uh, he's wearing a white suit, and the sleeves are rolled up, and he's wearing a hot pink shirt. What do you think of this look? I think it made him look crazy. Okay, um, crazy maybe to you, uh, but at that time, it was a very popular style. Uh, the way he is dressed, and they, uh, Holly comes into the scene and even mentions it, but he is dressed like a character from Miami Vice, uh, which was a cop show, and they dressed like that too. In that, around that time, it was really popular to wear suits with uh, like, a, like a colored t-shirt. Uh, and in the show, they actually didn't wear socks with their dress shoes either. Um, so it's, Well, I'm glad I wasn't born yet. <laughs> yeah, so that was the style. But, um, yeah, so so he talks to uh, Julia, and he kind of convinces her, convinces her to um, take over the wedding plans. And she's like, oh, you know, I, I want to do this together. And he's like, well, you know, it's, it's not my thing. And, you know, uh, I... I I'll be damned if I screw anything up and you know he's just being a really jerk what, what do you even think of Glenn I thought he was a really j big jerk when I first saw him yeah well, what's this um, trend of like jerks in the movies we've done right we, we had uh, uh, Daryl from Coming to America and um, what else did we have we, we, see, we did Robocop there, well, there's just a bunch of bad guys there uh, Spaceballs few few uh, so who, who's more of a jerk, the, this guy Glenn or Daryl from Coming to America? I kind of want to say Daryl. Think so? Yeah. Because they both kind of got money, right? Uh, Daryl's uh, kind of an heir to Soul Glow, um, and Glenn's got money, but... Actually, no, Glenn, because yeah. he's, he's a cheater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, okay, so let's see here. So Holly shows up, and uh, they get into a little bit of an exchange. They just, uh, you know kind of banter back and forth a little bit but uh robbie and sammy arrive and this is uh one of my next um, favorite scenes but uh sammy arrives and he's dressed like michael jackson in the beat it video <laughs> he's got the uh the red leather zip up jackets and he's even wearing the glove and robbie tells him to take off the glove because it makes him look crazy <laughs> um and then, so, they see Julia, and they go up to her, and, um, you know, she's glad that they showed up. And, uh, Robbie calls Sammy out from earlier. I don't want to quote this, but I'll go ahead and play a clip. 
Julia, thanks for inviting us. I'm just glad you guys came. I mean, we get to hang out at work so much, but we don't get to talk because we're always so busy. Well, we should make time to talk, don't you think? You know what? First time this guy saw you, he told me he was going to hit on you. Really? That's not true. Yeah, it is. You told me she was in trouble. She was going to get it, and she didn't even know it. He's teasing. I would never say that. What? You said you were going to give it to her. Give me what exactly? Yeah. You're a jerk. What do you mean? You didn't know she was engaged. So now you're not going to give it to me? <laughs> Very funny. Say hi to your brother Tito. <laughs> <laughs> and then right after this she basically convinces him to get back to work um even if it's not at a wedding so then we cut back to the same venue again uh but this time we're at a bar mitzvah uh so robbie finishes up a song and he calls george up and uh he sings the one song he knows do you really want to hurt me um so robbie is talking to this kid uh he's kind of heavy um, and he had just been rejected by a girl, I guess. And, uh, so Robbie gets on the mic and gets Julia to come out. Uh, he asks her to find like the most handsome, cool kid, whatever. And so she's walking down this line of like a bunch of kids who I'm assuming is about your age. You know, they're, they're like, you know, uh, fixing their tie and, and running their hand through their hair, trying to look all suave and stuff. And uh, so she finds uh, the heavy kid. Um, w what do you think about the scene, about the, the heavy kid being rejected? And um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first off, I'm fucking bad for him. And then I thought that uh, Robbie and Julia really thought alike to do that for him. So that I thought I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah. So um, so Julia and him, the kid, they start to slow dance, and then uh, he pinches her butt, which you know, is kind of funny. But it's uh, I think in real life, I mean, the kid doesn't know her. I think most, I don't know, maybe uh, that kind of puts her in a, in a bind, really, because I, I think most women would want to slap, you know, the kid, but she doesn't want to embarrass him, obviously, because she knows what Robbie's doing, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but it's nothing to really, really get into, but I just, um, it's supposed to be funny, but it kind of, this is where I think is a little corny, but everybody, uh, Robbie starts to pair, like, uh, unconventional couples up together, and other couples are getting together and dance, and they're all putting their hands on each other's butts, and, um, and for some weird reason, Sammy and the French chef, which I didn't mention earlier, but they're dancing with each other. And, uh, and the scene ends with Ju Julia asking Robbie to help her out uh, with the wedding plans. He's um, very, you know, hesitant at first, but uh, he agrees to. Uh, so their first stop together is at a picture place uh, where they're trying to uh, work this lady on getting a good price. Um, because uh, Robbie apparently knows that... Um, you know, so somebody else had gotten a good price from her. Uh, but she tells them that they look like a, uh, like a happy couple. And she spouts out, like, three celebrity couples who've all broken up, uh, you know, in that era. <laughs> so, but they, uh, but they tell her that, that they're brother and sister. And they start messing with each other, you know. Uh, I think, didn't they, like, punch each other on the shoulder? And yeah. And Sandler gave her a noogie. And she's like, I'm going to tell mom or... 
uh, might have been the other way around, but uh, so that was pretty funny that they did that in front of this lady, and she's just got this look. I was like, "What the hell?" You know? <laughs> uh, but then, uh, and then, and then we go to a wedding singer audition, uh, and we have John Lovitz uh, auditioning, who plays Jimmy Moore. Do you know who John Lovitz is? No. He's a comedian. Uh, a lot of these these um, minor cameos that they have um, are comedians who were on Saturday Night Live. Um, so John Lovitz was on SNL, and he also um, he, he's appeared in a, lo- a lot of movies too. Um, but uh, he's singing "Ladies' Night," which is uh, you know kind of a funny choice. But he has a little talk with Robbie, and he says that uh, his business has tripled. And doesn't know whether to thank Robbie or Linda. Um, cue in the ooh, you know, so kind of a stinger there. And Julia decides to go with a DJ instead. And he's like, oh yeah, can't a DJ do this? And <laughs> kind of does this uh, funky little dance. So um, John Lovitz, yeah, he's a comedian. I, I, I like some of his stuff, but some of his stuff can be kind of kind of a dry humor and can be um, can be vulgar and make you kind of like... You know, scrunch your face like, well, that's kind of gross. So he's that kind of guy. Um, so he leaves, and Julia asks Robbie, how'd he get into being a wedding singer? And she thinks that uh, he wanted to be, like, a rock star, but he says that he, you know, rather would have been a, a songwriter. And so she, you know, uh, asks him to sing a little something, and... Uh, he performs a song that he wrote, obviously, after the breakup between him and Linda. Well, he, he warns her that uh, he, he was writing it to her during when they were together, and then he was still writing after they were together, so right. it's kind of mixed. Yeah, and uh, the song is called uh, Somebody Kill Me. Do, do you think I should play a clip of that? or mm, No, no, no just like bad words. Okay, yeah, I forgot. Uh, but during the song... Again, it, it kind of goes up and down because uh, when he sings it, it it's off, and then like uh, you, you get uh, like verses that are completely screaming and angry. Uh, but John Lovitz pokes his head out from the curtains, and he's got this look on his his face. It's like, oh my god, what is wrong with this guy? So he's got this look on the face, and then um, he he says something like, "He's losing his mind." And I'm reaping all the benefits. And he smiles and just, like, slowly closes the curtain. Like, you don't see his hand move, but the curtain's, like, slowly closing on him, heckling on his face. Um, but then the next we get uh, kind of a montage, but it starts off with um, them eating Sunday together, a Sunday together. And um, so Julia asks him about Linda. And, you know, he was saying that... Uh, you know, she, he thought she was the right one, and um, he tells her this little story about how they were flying over Grand Canyon one day, and he asked to, like, look out the window, and um, she wouldn't let him or whatever. And so he was just saying, like, little things like that um, kind of gave him clues, you know, that maybe she wasn't the one kind of thing. Um, and then he asks her, you know, about Glenn or whatever, and um, she just says that, you know, she just wants somebody to grow old with. Um, she, she drops that line, but then the montage starts and then, you know, they're doing cake, te- uh, tasting, uh, as a group and then they, um, try on some dresses and then they, I'm not sure why they are doing this, but they have, um, uh, Robbie is testing 
Sammy uh, to be a driver for the wedding. So I don't know if Sammy's going to be driving them to the wedding. Uh, well, I guess it could be, he something, could be... Something like that. Well, I guess he could be driving them to and from the wedding, too, because I, I was just thinking, like, well, don't they drive off in their own car, you know, with a just-married kind of thing? That's kind of usually tradition. Um, but Sammy's a limo driver, right? So so, um, so Robbie's got this course all set up, and... and uh, Julia's like, well, you know, he's your friend. I would totally hire him. He's like, I know. I just want to mess with the guy. So, so, so uh, Robbie's like uh, timing him, and there's all these cones. He's like swerving around, and he hit a couple, and then uh, so he he pulls up right next to them while they're standing, and um, I, I think Robbie's like, oh man, you 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 just missed it. Like, uh, you 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 hit two cones, and the guy's like, it's just cones. <laughs> um, but uh, Sammy drops off Robbie um, and notices Julia's jacket is in the back seat. And and Robbie, he even remembers, like, exactly when she took off the jacket. Like, he remembered the street and about what when, um, uh, what time or whatever. And then um, Sammy's like, oh, you know, you're totally into her. And um, so, so Sammy's starting to pick it up. But then the next morning, we're at Julia's house, and her and Holly are having a debate about what kind of kiss should her and Glenn do at uh, at the wedding. And so so Robbie shows up, and he's got the jacket, and she's like, oh, this, this is perfect. You know, maybe we can ask, uh, well, at first, um, they tell Robbie, like, oh, you know, this is what we're discussing, and then... Um, you know, uh, Holly says something about, like, tongue, and and then Julia says church tongue. And she's like, well, what the hell is that? And she's like, well, well, show me. So Julia leans over and she's like, no, not me. And it's like, oh, well, Robbie, maybe you can help out. So they're both really uh, reluctant to kiss each other at this time. But um, uh, Julia says, well, you know, if it's for educational purposes and, you know, whatever. So So they kiss, and then they both seem to like it. And then, um, you know, it's all nice. And then Glenn walks in. And then... Not not while they're well, doing it, but like well, a right, little bit right, after. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, well, yeah, they finish. And, you know, I, I said they, they seem to like it. Um, so, so yeah, Glenn walks in. And then Robbie's like, hey, I kissed her. But it didn't mean anything. I just brought her jacket. And then he walks off. And then, like, Glenn's like, who? And then Holly's like, me. And he goes, who hasn't? Um, but uh, so Glenn walks off and... Holly tells Julia that Robbie's hot. No, he doesn't walk off. He's still in the same room, but he sits down. And then, um, and then uh, Glenn's like, "Well, you know, Julia and him are BFFs. Maybe she'll set it up." And and then uh, Holly gets the idea to go on like a like a double date. Um, so then the next scene, we get uh, we see Rosie again, and she's working out. Uh, she's pumping some iron on the on the weight bench, and um, he. He has a very uncomfortable conversation about his confidence and um, the size of his of his Robbie. Uh, <laughs> a little she, Robbie. Yes, uh, you can call it Rob. <laughs> <for short. laughs> uh, she says she saw it when I was born. Uh, it wasn't big, but it has some size. But um, but uh, she she to help out with his confidence, she suggests that he ask her out, right, and so he does, and she says, no, your thing is too small, <laughs> and, um, 
but but they get into she she tells them a quote that I really like, and I think it's something to the effect of, uh, "It's not how you feel about her; it's how she makes you feel about yourself." And he says, "You know, for some reason that that makes sense." Um, but um, so so Julia shows up, and she asks Robbie to join in on a double date. She says that Holly is like super interested in him, and like you see Rosie's face, and she's just kind of like. Mm, I totally know you guys like each other. What's going on? But even the conversation between Robbie and Julia, they're both kind of like, there's like no inflections in their voices and um, no emotion. It's completely monotone, right? You know, Julia's just kind of like, hey, Holly's, you know, likes you. Um, maybe we should go on a date. He's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's just kind of how they're talking, and, and it's it's completely obvious that... Uh, Neither of them like it. Yeah, that they're, 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 neither of them are really don't like the idea, but, yeah, Rosie's in the background. She's not amused. Um, She's just watching them silently. Right, and both Julie and Robbie don't seem so interested in uh, themselves. But so the next scene, uh, the double date, they're at a club called Spanky's, uh, and Holly is kind of... All over Robbie and Julia keeps on drinking and she drinks so much that they even need to go to the bathroom um, to to go throw up. But um, so there's a little awkward silence. You know, Robbie and Glenn are just sitting there. So Robbie asks him some questions. You know, to get to know him, and he's like, "I don't, I don't even know your last name." And he's like, "Oh, it's Julia." And then he's like. So Julia's Julia's name is gonna be Julia Gulia. That's funny. He's like, why is that funny? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, so Robbie catches Glenn checking out a waitress, and he makes a comment about her butt, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he's like, oh, you know, we're we're probably too old to get that. You know, maybe like ten years ago. And and Glenn's like, well, try ten days. And then you see Robbie's face, like, he is not happy about this. So, Robbie finds out that Glenn's a dog. Uh, basically been cheating on Julia. Um, did, did you have any thoughts on this? Nope. Mm-mm. Alright, so, Holly and Julia come back uh, from the bathroom, and they decide to leave, and Holly's like, hey, you know, bring your car around. Um, and so now they're outside, and Glenn rolls up in a DeLorean. No big deal. You know, Robbie drops uh, Holly off at, uh, at her place. And uh, they talk about that kiss between him and Julia. And so Holly kisses him and seems to like it. But then um, brings up that Julia is spending the night at Glenn's. And proposes that, uh, you know, if he goes inside, that basically he'll get lucky. And uh, so Robbie thinks... Um, uh, Robbie starts to ask... Uh, about Julia and Holly figures out that Robbie has a thing for for her because he's asking like oh how often does she sleep over there and you know things like that uh, but uh, he starts to uh, ask um, about Julia wait no no um, but he uh, he thinks that uh, Glenn's a jerk off you know kind of tells her that and she tells him that uh, well she she's like well what do you do you even know why he's with you know she's with him and He's like, I don't know, for the money. And she's like, uh, yeah, you know, everybody wants that, you know, security and money kind of thing. And it, it kind of ends on that. Um, what do you think about that comment? 
Uh, I I just knew that he was going to put some ideas in his head about about that later in the future. Okay. Um, now the next morning, Holly and Julie are having breakfast, and Holly tells her that uh, that she kissed Robbie. You know, so I I kind of like how she worded it that they didn't kiss, but she kissed him. And uh, she also says that uh, Robbie thinks that Glenn's a jerk off. Um, a little Robbie. Yeah, and she thinks that Robbie is jealous and to not worry um, that she told him, you know, why Julia was uh, getting married to Glenn, you know, for love and security. And she's like, well, that's not why. And then Holly's like, well, why then? Um, and then the next scene, Julia goes to Rosie's house to look for Robbie. Uh, and to her surprise, Robbie is not there. But uh, it's a Thursday, and usually they have lessons on Thursdays. Um, and Rosie, she says that uh, he's not there because he's looking for a job. So now we see Robbie at an interview at a bank. And Kevin Nealon, uh, the bank guy that he's talking to, is another Saturday Night Live uh, alum. So uh, another guy, probably one of the guys that has the most cameos in an Adam Sandler movie, really. Um, but uh, so Robbie tells him that uh, he wants a job to impress a girl. And uh, Kevin Nealon here, he's just like, yeah, I don't know. And uh, so Robbie's like, uh, I just want business cards, <laughs> you know. And uh, so Julia is uh, waiting at his place. And he shows up, and he's kind of rude. And uh, he quotes uh, Material Girl, uh, or lyrics from Material Girl. And she calls him an a-hole, and he throws his uh, his gift up in the air. And as she walks off, he's kind of gathering it up, and there's a bunch of papers. And he looks at it, and it's uh, it's sheet music. You know, she had it printed with, uh, with his name on it. And he's like, that, she's right, I am an a-hole. Um, so we cut to a bar, and Robbie's drinking. He's obviously had... Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but enough that uh, you you can tell that he's been drinking. But uh, Sammy shows up, and he's wearing that red leather jacket. Uh, I think I want to get one. I think it's pretty awesome. But uh, they have a little talk about what's going on. And there's this old man off to the side, and, you know, he just kind of interrupts, like, you need a prostitute. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, but Robbie, yeah, he realizes that uh, he may be in love with her. Um, but... You know, he wants to be free and happy, um, like Sammy. And Sammy's like, look, you know, he admits that he's not happy and he's miserable. Um, and he just wants someone to hold him and tell him everything's going to be all right. And then we get the old man coming to hold uh, Sammy and tell him that everything's going to be all right. So Robbie leaves after talking to Sammy and he kind of heads over to Julia's place. And Julia and her mom are upstairs, and they are talking, and uh, she's having second thoughts. Well, at least her mom thinks that she is, you know, basically getting cold feet, which is kind of kind of a thing, I guess, um, you know, approaching wedding date, really. And her mom asks well, where her veil is, and I think she left it downstairs or something, so she kind of leaves the room. And so Julia's sitting there, and she um, starts to practice in front of a mirror, uh, introducing herself as uh, Glenn's wife, you know, she's like, "Hi, I'm Mrs. Glenn Gulia," and, uh, and she, you know, doesn't like the sound of it. And I think she kind of like not sobs, but like you know, kind of you know, does she kind of cry a little bit? She or? went, "Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Mrs. Julia Gulia, Julia Gulia, Julia Gulia," and then she starts sort of sobbing. Yeah, and then um, 
And then she kind of pauses, and then she practices introducing herself as Mrs. Robbie Hart. And you see, you know, she starts to smile, and she actually likes the sound of that better, I suppose. But maybe the thought of being Mrs. Robbie Hart was even a, a, a better thought. Um, but so she's she's now happy, and like Robbie's, like he's in the street walking to the house, but he sees her um, from outside the window, and he thinks that she's just happy. Uh, you know, and he doesn't want to, um, you know, to interrupt and uh, goes back to the bar. Um, and at this point, the old man and Sammy are moonwalking. <laughs> um, so Sammy must be a really big fan of Michael Jackson. And not so much just the jacket, but the, the guys even practicing the moonwalk. But, you know, the moonwalk in itself is a very, you know, it was a very popular move. Um, a dance, basically, and very difficult to do, but most people try to do it. Um, but the, um, uh, they, so Robbie comes in with like a, uh, you know, brown bag with liquor in it and the bartender says that he can't have it in there. And that's kind of how it is at most establishments. But so Robbie takes it outside and everybody goes outside, but outside they run into Glenn, you know, and he's got like a little group with him, you know, a few other guys and, you know, a few, few girls. And, uh, Glenn says that he is, um, Going for what is it? His pre-bachelor party, pre-bachelor party, something like that. Yeah, and uh, you know, says Robbie, you know, why don't you join us, kind of thing. And um, but uh, yeah, Robbie's like, you know, calls him. I forget what he calls him, but um, probably can't say it. Well, I, I think he called him an idiot, really, or basically he's calling him out for 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 being a cheater. Um, and. You know, he kind of gets into stance like he's about to to fight Glenn. Then, like, we get the old man just like punching Glenn on the shoulder or something. It's like, Ugh. it's like super weak. I used weak. to be stronger. <laughs> yeah, so like the punch is like super weak. Doesn't even do anything to Glenn. Um, but uh, yeah, so Glenn like hits Robbie, and Robbie, you know, um, you know, goes to the ground, and then he's like, "Hey, why don't you write a song about this?" And he does this stupid, stupid little dance. And uh, talking about how, you know, I shouldn't be sticking my nose in other people's businesses. But, uh, yeah, Glenn's a jerk. I don't like him. Um, so Robbie stumbles home, and Linda happens to be sitting out there waiting for him. And uh, she tells him that she misses him, basically, and uh, wants to come back. But he's so drunk that he just passes out on the lawn. Um, so that's, that's a pretty funny scene. And the next morning, uh, Julia goes over to Robbie's. Uh, Linda answers the door in just a t-shirt. Um, she says that he's in the shower and, uh, Julia figures out who she is and, uh, Linda says that she, she's still his fiance or refers to her, um, as such. And, um, Julia asks her to tell Robbie that she came by and she's like, uh, all right, whatever, Jennifer. And, you know, shuts the door on her. She's like, actually, it's, you know, doesn't even get to finish. And uh, inside, Robbie's just waking up. And, but Linda is singing a song. Do you do you recognize the song? I don't think so, no. It yeah, it's, it's by Wham, but it's called uh, Wake Me Up, and in parentheses, Before You Go-Go. So she's just singing the lyrics to that. Uh, it was a popular song, too, back then. And not sure when it came out, but... Um, anyway, he doesn't remember the previous night, and... Uh, you know, that she was out there, you know, when he came home. And she says that, you know, she'll learn to accept that he's a wedding singer and he doesn't like to, you know, 
that he's like except <laughs> um but it, so so she's wearing like his van halen t-shirt and he's like hey psycho <laughs> get on my van halen t-shirt before before you jinx him and break up or something like that but um that same year and i don't know the timeline whether it happened before or after you know as far as continuity goes but that same year uh david lee roth did leave the band um are you familiar with van halen i'm sure you've heard the name I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar with it too much. Okay, um, just to paint a picture, kind of. Uh, Van Halen is the cassette tape Marty McFly plays for George McFly when he's wearing the, the mm, radioactive okay. suit. Uh, she realizes that he's still upset about the wedding, and then it cuts to like her, him like slamming the door in her face and kicks her out. But uh, meanwhile, uh, Julia runs back to Glenn. And tells him that she wants to fly out uh, to Las Vegas to get married. And, you know, he's got a grin on his face because that's what he's he's wanted the whole time. Uh, and I, then I, I think he kind of wants to go to Vegas because of uh, maybe strippers or something like that. Yeah. Well, the, the, there's definitely those there. Um, so we're at Rosie's 50th anniversary party. Uh, you know, she's singing to her husband, which uh, I'm sure she's said the name I want to say, yeah, I forget what the name is, but um, it's not important. But Robbie and Sammy are both there. And um, so she's giving this speech to her husband. And Robbie kind of remembers that line uh, that Julia had mentioned earlier about, um, you know, growing old with, you know, because he's looking at this couple and they've been together for for 50 plus years because it's probably 50 years that they've been married. And I'm sure they've been together, you know, even longer than that. Probably. Yeah. Um, so... So Robbie looks at Sammy, and he knows exactly what he's thinking, right? He's like, I'm going to go get the car. Um, so on on their way out, they actually run into Holly, and um, Holly's like, you know, are you are you back with Linda? And he's like, no, who said that? And um, he's like, well, you know, Julia went over there, and Linda answered the door in just a T-shirt. And so the three of them are on the freeway, and he asks uh, somebody for a pen, you know, that he had an idea for a song. Um, so, so they get to the airport and there are no, um, seats left except for first class. And so I don't know if it's, if he just didn't have the money, but, uh, he asks, um, Sammy for his, his credit card and Sammy's like, well, are you going to pay me back? He's like, no, but if you don't, I'm going to tell people what you said at the bar, uh, which I, I didn't even mention earlier, but, um, but that's, that was enough to, you know, for Sammy to let him use the card. Um, so... Red Holly, uh-huh. right next to him, he's like, oh, wow, that's, that was really cool of you. And yeah. you, you can see she starts getting kind of attracted to him. You can kind of foreshadow what happens next. Yeah, um, but what do you, this, this, uh, this guy, this ticket, ticket agent or whatever, what do you think of his hair? Oh, my gosh, <laughs> I thought he was crazy. Uh, well, he, he drops the line, like, you know, are you a fan of Flock of Seagulls? And Robbie's like, well, I can tell you, you do, so... I'm not familiar with that band, but I imagine that's probably the hairstyle from that band. But it, it is pretty, pretty cray. So now, now Julia and Glenn are on the plane, and she asks if they would switch seats, and that uh, she had never seen the bright lights of Vegas before. And uh, but Glenn doesn't want to. Uh, he doesn't want to sit there because uh, the cart bumps his elbow, you know, as they come by. Um, but he says that she's got a shorter arm anyway. Um, but she she gets like hit immediately after he says that. No, I think a little bit later actually that that happens. But um, you know, 
there's kind of a pause, but then he offers to let her like lean over when they're flying in. You know, gives gives her this this smile like you know. You know. Oh. Yeah. Um, so now now we got Robbie in first class, and so he's sitting there and he's just like amazed how it looks. And then he sees like Billy Idol passed out in one of the seats. Um, asks uh, the flight attendant, and that's Billy Idol, and he confirms it. Um, so, but then after that is when it cuts to Julia getting hit by the elbow, and like the look on her face, it, it just it looked like it might have hit the funny bone just because like the way she reacted, and she's she's looking at Glenn like you know waiting for a reaction, and he, he doesn't even notice that yeah. it happened. I mean, it was a pretty loud bump too, um, but uh, so so. So she's like rubbing her elbow, and he's like, "Oh, uh, he, he sees a cart go by." He's like, "Oh, when they when they come back, can you can you get a Heineken for me?" Um, but then it cuts back to Robbie again, and he's telling the entire first class like the whole story about everything. So they're being very sympathetic to him, and um, you know, listening uh, listening to his story. And um, another flight attendant woman comes up, and then she says, "Guys, you're never gonna believe this. The guy just told me." I was top grade A meat or something like that. Yeah, so that's that's when he realizes that they're probably on the same flight. So uh, so he he, he kind of looks out the um, you know from beyond the curtain and realizes that it is who he thought it was. So they are on the same flight. Um, so he kind of you know talks to the crew there and uh, they kind of get together and kind of um, plan a little something with him. And uh, so Billy Idol gets on the the intercom and. Um, says that for their first class members that they do something special or whatever and so they're going to let this guy sing. Since they pretty much let them do whatever they want. Yeah, so so Robbie starts singing the song and immediately Julia knows, recognizes his voice. Um, funny enough, it doesn't sound like Adam Sandler to me, but it, I mean, nope. so the song's written by him and I think the the, uh, the writer of the movie. But I think in the credits, I saw that it was performed by Adam Sandler. So um, it might have been, I'm sure it was like recorded first and then uh, played over, you know, afterwards. Um, so, but it, it, it just, it didn't look right. Um, but anyway, the, the song that he's singing is uh, called Grow Old With You. Um, basically, it's the line that she told him that that's what, you know, she wanted in, in somebody. Um, but so Glenn wakes up and he sees Robbie. He's like, well, who let this fruit on here or whatever? And, um, so he gets up and like tries to go after Robbie, but then like, uh, um, the flight attendant, you know, he has a cart and kind of pushes him out of the way. So Glenn goes to the other side and Billy Idol's got another cart. And uh, so he tries to go at it with Billy Idol. And then this, this fan, this biker guy gets up and like, no, nobody does that to Billy Idol or something like that. And, um, so everyone kind of gangs up on Glenn to, to let Robbie finish up, um, you know, singing this song. So what'd you think of the song? The uh, song by Adam Sandler? Uh-huh. I thought it was pretty nice if he just made that up right there on the flight. But I thought it was really sweet of him. To well, that to he, him. he made it up in the car ride. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I thought it was really sweet of him to do that. Yeah, so Julia really likes the song, too. Um, so, and he tells her that he loves her. And then she reciprocates that and says, oh, yeah, I, I am so in love with you. And 
so they kiss, and then we get a slow transition to their wedding day where they're kissing, and it's the end of their uh, their their wedding. And then we get this uh, song called True, um, which I'm not sure if you've heard before, but it's a song um, I kind of grew, grew up listening to. It's a, it's a big 80s hit. And uh, Anyway, the new wedding singer is now Steve Buscemi, the best man that uh, was at the wedding from the beginning of the movie. That's that's pretty much the end of the movie there. Did you have any last thoughts about it? No, no not at all. I just really liked it. Okay. So, um... Why don't you go ahead and give your rating? I'm going to give this a three and a half. I really liked it, but there were also some some things in there, I guess, that weren't as appealing to me as they could have been. But Like what? Um, nothing nothing too much, just little nitpicks here and there, but I, I know there are definitely some. I don't want to go over all of them, but there were definitely some in there. So three and a half for me. Do you want to give me some examples at least? Because that, that, that's why uh, we do this podcast. Because, um, you know, for example, Jameson, uh, a friend of the podcast, you know, who is a co-host on Sweep the Leg and uh, he's got real films and movie uh, Mojo Monthly. He likes hearing your opinions, um, you know, on, on things like that. So I, I think people would like to hear uh, you know, your perspective, you, you know, on certain things. And that's kind of the concept of the show, too, you know, to 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 hear what you think about certain things so you don't have to go into like every single thing but i, I would like to hear um some examples at least of- well i just don't want to go too high of a rating because it wasn't a perfect movie or at least mm-hmm. really extremely enjoyable it just i liked it um it's it's a casual movie to watch just not one i'd repeat watching over and over okay well, I, I like it a little bit more, and that's probably because I really like um, all the music choices uh, in the movie. I grew up hearing a lot of those songs, and I still think a lot of those songs hold up for me, probably more so for nostalgia factor. Um, but I give the movie uh, a four and a quarter. So I, you know, like the acting isn't superb. It is a comedy romance, but I think it's a super fun movie. Um, I think it would have been a four minus the songs. I think the songs, you know, give it that four and a quarter. Um, but uh, again, it, it is one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll, we'll do uh, 50 first dates one day or something. But, um, so there you go. What? Three and a half, right? Three and a half, three and and half. four and a quarter. Um, so now as far as uh, the next movie, do you have any, do you have any, uh, Movies that, that you might want to do, um, things that you know that we already have. Because I, I know um, none of these episodes we've ever thrown out what we're going to do next. Well, we have been doing comedies, rom-coms, mm-hmm. and spoofs. I want to do something more thrilling or scary or something like that. Something kind of scary, okay. Sort of, just thrilling. A thriller. So you want something kind of serious, or yeah, more serious than with the rom com. Okay. And uh, such. Do you have something in mind, or do you want me to throw something out? You can throw something out. Um, you say thrilling. The first thing that comes to mind that um, that I like is Frighteners with uh, Michael J. Fox. Mm, okay. That's that's kind of a whodunit. You know. Like like Scream. Uh yeah yeah okay. kind of like Scream. Um I wouldn't call Frighteners a horror. Um. It's a, it's a horror com. What? Frighteners? Yeah. Apparently, I think. Well, 
I, I mean, I guess you could categorize. I mean, because there's deaths in the movie. Um, I guess comparing it to Scream, it's not a slasher flick. Of course. Yeah, so that, that's why it's more of like a thriller. Um, but I mean, I guess you can call it kind of a light horror. But anyway, yeah. So, th- uh, so Frighteners. You want to do Frighteners next? All right. Yep. Okay. All right. So there, there we have it. Frighteners. Uh, we uh, actually, yeah. This, you know what? Let's get into some uh, listener feedback. All right. Um, we got one email. It was uh, emailed uh, last, actually, three weeks ago. Uh, it was a few weeks ago. It, it was uh, it's it's a uh, X Men uh, from David T. You want to go ahead and read that? This film doesn't disappoint. With a great cast of actors, this film had me glued to my seat from the opening scene. The plot and story is very intriguing, considering it involved time travel to change the outcome of the future. I feel like with this movie, the entire X-Men movie series has been rebranded the right way. I wasn't a huge fan of the early X-Men movies, but I love this one, and the last one with Fastbender and McAvoy. McAvoy. First class? Mm -hmm. The dynamic relationship with Charles and Eric is fascinating, as they are well known to be rivals and enemies, if you're familiar with the comic, but you see a deep level of respect for each other in this film. Good friends, better enemies. Seeing Wolverine as the lead man to go back in time in the 70s was fun, too. I didn't watch any trailers and was pretty surprised to see how Logan was the lead guy to try and fix the past. Nods to J-Law. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, Mm -hmm. as well for obvious reasons. Always great acting. Favorite scene was when Quicksilver used his speed and messed with the security guards during their escape from the Pentagon prison. The soup tasting was hilarious. Four Four and a half out of five stars. Thank you, sir, for emailing in. I hope that you can email in some more in the future. And just like David, if you do want to email in, you can do so at hlfpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at hlfpodcast. We're now on Instagram, uh, hlfpodcast. And you could listen to us, download us on Stitcher and iTunes. Um... We didn't get any more uh, reviews on iTunes. However, we did get three more star ratings. Um, So we're up to seven on that now. We still have the four reviews. Um, If you like us, you know, we we would love to hear from you. You know, uh, hit us up, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, email, you know, even on iTunes. You know, just tell, tell us. You know, if you like the podcast, tell us that you like the podcast. You don't have to write anything uh, long or anything like that. But we would love to hear from from the fans, uh, from people listening. Um, maybe any suggestions um, you you may have as far as like movies or um, uh, if if maybe do, would you like a movie news segment in the beginning like some other podcasts do? Because uh, we don't really do that now, so. Uh, we just want to hear some kind of feedback to to help us, uh, you know, make the show uh, better. You know, to, um, to to try to get more listeners to listen to us. Um, so, yeah, I have nothing else. Nope, over nothing here. else with me over here. So, guys, next movie is going to be the Frighteners. Yeah, Frighteners with uh, Michael J. Fox. So, a movie movie I really enjoy and love. Um, but uh, also, if anybody else has heard of uh, Sweep the Leg. Um, that is a podcast by, uh, by my friends there, uh, Mike Masunis and Jameson Rabbit. Uh, check them out. I was also a guest, uh, host on their episode of Coming to America. So check that out too. 
Um, so, yeah, nothing else. Until the next episode, I'm Peter. I'm Phoenix. And we're Hydrate Level 4. But no.